My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. I have the privilege today of having a gentleman on with me that is very, very close to everything that I think most Americans are thinking about right now. This election, this former election, the election that's still not even over yet, the election where over 70, at least, if not 80 million Americans feel like the election has been stolen from us. My guest today, Phil Klein, works with the Amistad Project out of the Thomas More Society. He is the former attorney general for Kansas. His nonprofit is all about election integrity. Uh, here's a picture of Phil. Recently, we just all got to witness Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, a very good friend of mine, Sidney Powell at the news conference. This is Phil right here on the top left with his arms uh, with his arms folded. He is right smack dab in the middle of everything that is going on. And I've got some questions for him. And I believe you're going to love to hear the answers. We want to find out where things are at in the courts. What is the likelihood that our president will remain president? And I believe my my guest, Phil Klein, has has some answers. So without further ado, Phil Klein. Phil, my friend, God bless you. How are you doing today, my brother? I'm doing great, David. Great to be with you. Appreciate what you do, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate what you do. It is all about election integrity. Um, that's what all of us, it should be what all Americans want to know. Every single American should want to know, without a shadow of a doubt, that we had integrity in our elections, whether it's Joe Biden that became that, that won or or Donald Trump that won. Everybody should want to know, but it seems like it's only conservatives that want to know. Most of the Democrats and liberals out there, they don't want to know. They're saying, leave it alone. Trust the results. Just move on. Obama's saying, oh, it's integrous. There's nothing wrong. There's no fraud. The mainstream media is saying there's no fraud. There's nothing to worry about. Can you set the record straight? Is there and has there been fraud or levels of corruption that you, as a part of your 501c3 nonprofit that looks at election integrity, are there issues that you have seen and that you know about with the way this current, this past election was conducted? Dramatic issues, dramatic proof. It's just part of it is understanding how it works and seeing the method of how they carried out what I believe was a fraud on the American people. So let me give you an example. Um, if, if I am investigating you for tax evasion, and I have a search warrant of your home, David, and I, I show up at the door, and it's let's say it's a summer day, 90 degree temperature outside, it's hot, I pound on the door, you bolt it close, you make sure I can't get in, and then I see smoke coming from the chimney? <laughs> I mean, what are you thinking, right? Is that yeah. fraud? Absolutely, those tax records are being burned in the fireplace and there's no reason to have a fire. Here's what we saw just at the high level. We had a shadow government being operated in the United States. Hmm. Mark Zuckerberg spent as much money as the federal government on the election. What? Hey, this is, what's your shirt, buddy? This is the cue. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. Um, Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, say it again. We'll, we'll say it again. My, I, I like the way my friend Mike Lindell says it. Suck a buck. Well, spent as much money as the federal government on this last election. Absolutely. $400 million. 
dollars. Why isn't that all over mainstream media? Why have we why weren't we hearing Fox even talk about that? I'll give you another one. And and this time I want to see I want to see the t-shirt, buddy. <laughs> We've got proof that Mark Zuckerberg actually paid the election judges who are determining what ballots to count in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. That is an are you kidding me moment. How how can he get away with something like that, Phil? Well, we're trying to prevent it by taking him to court. And we've got litigation going on on this. He funneled the money through a nonprofit called the Center for Tech and Civic Life. And here's here's how I want to encapsulate what we saw this election. And, and David, I'm sorry, I'm not sure how old you are. I know I remember the 2000 election very well. Um, I was 25. I wasn't too much into politics at that time. I was married. I was running a business. I had two kids. Uh, I wasn't really paying it too much attention, but I remember hearing about it, you know, on the news. Do you remember, you know, we were in the count room and you could see the people looking at those dimpled chads and those ballots to determine how they voted. Do you remember any of that? I do remember that. Yep. I okay. remember seeing that. And some of your viewers and some of those who follow you might not remember that. But the point is, America was in the counting room. Hmm. Every election in our history, we're invited in because the election has to be transparent. Yes. There's no reason for us not to see the ballots. The ballots right. don't identify a voter. We need to see them to be able to determine whether the ballot count was accurate. Yes. Let me ask you this. Was America in the counting room this year? No, not from everything that I've heard, witnesses that I've heard, uh, testimony. And I hear hundreds of signed affidavits of individuals that say they weren't allowed in or they were kept such at a distance that they it was pointless for them to even be there. You got it. America was kicked out in all of these urban cities where wow. Zuckerberg money went and people paid by Zuckerberg boarded up windows and kicked them out and conducted the count without anybody seeing. Now you say people paid by Zuckerbuck. This will also fly, maybe hopefully fly under the radar a little bit because this is obviously streaming on, on FB as well as Twitter and YouTube. You, you have proof that Zuckerbuck gave the money to this foundation or this 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 nonprofit you're talking about that then dispersed it to the people that were boarding up the windows? Yes. We, wow. we obtained documents through a federal court order in the Middle District of Pennsylvania that required wow. Philadelphia to release all their documents in communications with this charity. And those documents, Zuckerberg and CTCL is the charity. I call it the Zucker charity because when you give anybody 400 million, 350 million is what he gave them, you're pretty much running the show. Yeah. But anyway, these documents show that they told Philadelphia how to run the election. They required them to have so many polling places. They paid the employees in there and they bought the machines that counted the vote. Wow. So you've got $400 million of a shadow government and nobody's asking questions about why they did it and how they did it. Are you kidding me? How come people aren't asking questions about this? I also know I was on a call. I've been on a few calls with you where you're trying to elaborate and expound on the practical evidence, the the, the conduct that you're seeing. Uh, I also, uh, on one of those calls, I heard that there were, there were specifically, there were ballot drop-off, uh, ballot drop-off stations basically. And it was like 10 or 15 to one uh, in a Democrat, uh, highly Democrat area compared to a conservative area. Can you elaborate on that? Because that's got to be also part of uh, what should be election interference. 
Yeah, we call that a violation of equal protection. And as you know, this country, unfortunately, has a long history where we haven't lived up to the promise that all persons have an intrinsic value because it's gifted by God at the moment of creation. We haven't lived up to that promise throughout our history. And you know that we we danced with the devil when we had slavery in this nation. Yeah, we treated women uh, as less than a human being. We, yeah. we also, at the turn of the 20th century, we made it very, very hard in the Deep South, if not impossible, for blacks to vote, mm-hmm. right? And we made it very easy for whites to vote. And what we saw in this election is the same method, but it was targeted to Democrats and Republicans. So wow. let me take you to Delaware County, Pennsylvania. That's just south of Philadelphia County. It's a strong Democrat stronghold. Mark Zuckerberg help drop what we call Zucker boxes, those those uh, drop boxes for mail for ballots, right? Where you can go in and you can just vote by dropping them off. They put one for every four square miles because Delaware County is going to go Democrat. So that's two miles by two miles square. It means you walk out the door and you can get to a Zucker box and vote. Go for a stroll. You can vote. Wow. 59 counties that President Trump won in 2016. There's one of those for every 1,100 square miles. So one box for every 11 square miles. 1,100 last last election. 1,100 square miles. 1,100 square miles. Yes. So in other words, for in the Republican area of the state to go vote using this, it's a Where's Waldo weekend vacation to try to find the drop box. In in the Democrat strongholds. It's walk out your front door. Not only that, Zuckerberg funded mobile pickup units by deputizing activists to go theoretically pick up ballots from others and vote for them, which had never been done before in the urban core. And outside of that, you have people who might suffer from a a precondition in COVID and they consolidated in-person polling, so they can't go there. They can't find a Zucker box. It's a problem. It's treating Americans differently based on demographics. And the cornerstone of our free society is you and I are equal before the law. We're not yes. above it. We're not below it. Below it. And, and what you're seeing right now, by the way, in all these shutdowns is governors saying, I'm above the law. I get to determine what the law is. I, I don't have to participate in the democratic process. I don't have to propose something to the legislature. I am the law. It's frightening how much we're seeing It is very frightening. I saw, uh, I, I played a clip of, of Cuomo uh, on my show this week where uh, Governor Cuomo basically said, talking to the law enforcement uh, officers or sheriffs in New York that said they're not going to stand up and they're not going to do anything about his uh, curfew uh, or any of his edicts. He's calling them dictators. He's calling them dictators because yeah. they won't listen to his unconstitutional orders. It's, it's insane. You know, we, we all should have a problem when a specific behavior or the color of our skin causes us to be a target for law enforcement, right? Yeah. Now what's happening in this environment, in these states, think about it. These shutdowns govern almost every aspect of human relationship, whether you can visit a dying loved one, whether you can celebrate a wedding or graduation. 
how many people you can have over at Thanksgiving, where you're going to travel, whether you're six feet away from somebody or five feet, 10 inches, whether your mask covers your nose and your mouth or just your mouth. There's no police force in the world large enough to enforce that law. So how does it get enforced? It gets enforced against people who raise their voice and challenge the authority of government. Yep. That's what you see everywhere. Black Lives Matters, they can march. Yeah. But other groups, no, you can't. We have identified what the real cause of the shutdowns is. It's challenging. The authority of government will get you prosecuted. If you go along with the flow, you won't be. That's a dangerous trend here in America. It's a very dangerous trend, and it's one that I, I'm, I'm fearful. I I'm know 100% if for some reason justice isn't done in this last election and President Donald Trump is not allowed to remain president under a Kamala and Biden. And I say Kamala first because she's pulling the strings. And I, I think they're both puppets to the to the globalists. Uh, but what we're seeing play out in these Democrat-controlled states will just continue and get worse. And conservatives, patriots that understand the Constitution, that stand up for our God-given rights that the Constitution is supposed to uh, stand up for and protect, will be the targets. Will be the mm -hmm. anti-government individuals that are trying to, uh, you know, uh, cause problems that need to be rounded up or or whatever. I mean, it's a very, very, very scary and alarming time that we're in right now. Let's a, get, oh, go ahead. Go ahead well, I, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a story in the Detroit Free Press. I think it was this morning where the attorney general of Michigan, who is a Democrat, threatened state legislators with criminal investigation if they refused to certify the election result. Wow. That's, that's, un that's unreal. It is. Which is going to lead me into my next, my next question I've got for you. Um, I'm going to ask you. What is the likelihood that there is enough information, enough evidence, so to speak, of of uh, uh, of conduct that we will be able to get the either get a revote or get uh, an actual audit where they're checking signatures, ballots with registration signatures? Uh, and if that doesn't happen, the other issue is it could go to the uh, the House of Representatives for a vote and and what you shared with me is definitely something that i think all of our all of my audience wants to know uh, ultimately we want to know if justice is going to be done and served and what we can look what we can hope for is actually taking place behind the scenes and you are behind the scenes uh but really quick i'm going to do a quick word from my sponsor friends my number one sponsor is a very good friend of mine mike lindell he is under attack non-stop he's been under attack this week for the uh the uh, the help that he gave potentially again uh, the facts are are some of them are, are misconstrued but obviously he was a benefit Kyle Rittenhouse shared uh, shared a thank you for Mike Mike has had massive attacks this week I just want to give a shout out to Mike you're a true patriot you're a friend you love this country you love this president and friends right now more than ever if you're looking for some place to do some Christmas shopping do it at mypillow.com he's got new products he's got robes he's got couch pillows. I love his mattress topper. I love his sheets. I'm going to order his robes and his couch pillows. Use the code. I love his codes too. Use the code. His newest code, Trump2020, gives you the most and biggest savings out of any code. It's better than the buy one, get one free. Use Trump2020 at MyPillow.com. Do some Christmas shopping there. Buy some friends and some family pillows, sheets. Get yourself the mattress topper. I know you'll appreciate it, but uh, I love Mike. I love his products. 
Use, use code Trump2020 and do some Christmas shopping today, right after the show. All right, Phil, we're going to get back into this now. So what is the likelihood? Do you know the information? You know the evidence, the conduct. What is the, what's going to happen as you present this uh, in this timeline? I know that December 8th is a big day, a big deadline. Um, where, where are things at with the evidence and the, the information that you're presenting in these court cases? Um, what's, what's going to take place over the next couple of weeks? Well, the evidence is strong. It's just that the time is short and the law does not allow full development of the evidence uh, in that time frame. I would say that the odds are certainly against the president and they become more difficult every day, but there is a shot at this. And, and we're pursuing that aggressively and it's worth fighting for because every step we take towards winning litigation, we reveal more evidence to the American people. There's an yeah. effort to wipe the blood off the street. There's an effort to prevent us from ever knowing. And we are penetrating into that effort to cover it up, to reveal evidence. Now, I'll tell you this, David, we're not stopping, regardless of whether we can affect this election or not. So there's a chance for us to get, in fact, I, was, I spoke briefly with Alan Dershowitz, who wrote a column on this and talked about one of the legal theories that we've got going. That, that it has a good chance of getting the Supreme Court, if we get up there with our evidence, to, to reverse some of the conduct and the election results. And that is they treated Republican areas differently than Democrat areas. They had a right. different set of rules for Democrat strongholds than they had for Republican strongholds. And we have the evidence to prove that in Pennsylvania. We have that in Michigan. It's being developed. And in fact, it's going to be a part it was a part of our filing in Wisconsin where we just filed today, I believe it is. It's going to be a part of our filings in Georgia, and we're developing it in Arizona as we speak. So we, we are hopeful that that evidence will get before the United States Supreme Court. Now, the other thing that happens is that states certify elections, and right. then the legislature elects elector, electors to the Electoral College. Right. Generally, that's done on the basis of the popular vote. But if you, if you don't believe that the vote was counted with integrity, those legislators have the option to seat different electors. Mm. So they can seat electors consistent with their investigations of what they believe the count is. So that's another avenue that might go up. And then if all of this collapses and there's not a certification, the backstop in the Constitution is the United States House of Representatives. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> So all of those avenues are still available to the president yeah. and those who believe that there was a fraud that was perpetrated. That's never happened before. Wow. But that doesn't mean it won't happen. Right. And if it goes to the House, if none of these other avenues wind up bringing uh, the kind of resolution or, or a resolution at all, and it goes to the House of Representatives, share with, uh, share with everybody watching or listening right now what takes place if the House of Representatives has to vote on uh, on the president? Well, each delegation from each state gets one vote. So in other words, each state gets a single vote. That so California, as big as it is, has the same vote as Montana with you know far less of a population. Uh, every single state gets one vote. Yes, our, our founders were concerned with what they believed could be a mobocracy. Mm. In other words, most of, our, most of our rights in our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, our Bill of Rights is the most anti-democratic document in human history. Mm. It says if David wants to worship this way and 300 million of us disagree, you get to worship that way. 
If mm. you want to speak what you want to speak and we disagree, you get to do it. You see, the foundation of our nation is much more rich than a showing of hands. Yeah. And, and they infuse that within our Constitution. And so they said these states are important voices for people because they're closer to the people than maybe the people living in both coasts. We have different interests and we're gonna respect those interests. So each state gets one vote. And what that means is just if you look at the split of Republican Democrat in the state to see what states have a majority of Republicans or Democrats, there are more states with a Republican majority in the delegation than states with a Democrat majority in the delegation. Yes, there are. <laughs> Even though there's more Democrats in the House than Republicans, there are more states that have Republicans uh, at the helm. Uh, they just have less de less uh, less uh, uh, delegates, basically. That's so right. if, it, if it was to go to a vote in the House of Representatives, Donald Trump should be reelected president of the United well, States. That's if everybody voted party line. And, that, and right. that doesn't mean that they will. But true. if that were true, then the House would vote to seat Donald Trump uh, in re-election. Yes. And then what is, uh, what is, if that, if, what about the Supreme Court? Where does the Supreme Court come in? Um, would that be a before the House uh, would vote on uh, the presidential election? Uh, would that be if, if the cases that you've got uh, in these different states, these swing states, uh, if there's no resolution there, it gets bumped up to the Supreme Court. Where does the Supreme Court come into play with what's taking place? Well, I don't believe the Supreme Court will will challenge the constitutional action of the United States House of Representatives. Yeah. I believe that there will be suits filed, but, uh, you know, if the procedures are filed, the Constitution is pretty clear how this plays out. But the Supreme Court could invalidate an election based on the evidence before it. Um, and, and there's the chance there's a national suit in that regard between the states. Um, I think that might be coming forth. And there's also a chance that one of these state suits gets up there and they're consolidated that shows this two-tier system violation of equal protection. And the Supreme Court might invalidate the elections in those states requiring mm. a special election or something along those lines which is what we're seeing by law in Georgia right now in the U.S. Senate seats. So, right. um, you know, we're going to have to see how all of this develops in the timing effects. And when it comes to Georgia, obviously those two uh, Senate runoff races that are uh, scheduled for January 5th, I believe, uh, that's going to sway the Senate either in the Democrats' favor or the conservatives' Republicans' favor what is the likelihood that because of all the light that's being shown on this corruption, the fraud, uh, the stuff that Suckabuck has done, what is the likelihood that that won't play a role in these two runoff races? Well, in fact, it will, because mm. we, have, we are getting ready to file suit in Georgia based on the influence of Zuckerberg. And additionally, based on expert analysis, which I was just reading, we're finalizing it now that show that over 20,000 persons, uh, our experts estimate, uh, from out of Georgia voted, at, that reside outside of Georgia, voted in the Georgia general election. Wow. Moreover, the same procedures right now, you have people inviting people to move to Georgia to vote for the Democratic candidate. And, and we believe that raises legal issues. So we intend to sue soon 
as it relates to the general election. And we're putting together a suit regarding the special election to prevent this type of conduct that allows for this fraud to occur. Now, I know you've also been briefing a lot of congressmen and women um, because if we don't get it right this time, uh, I personally, my personal feeling, obviously I'm not an attorney, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an expert in this field, but what I feel is at stake is if we don't get it right this time and if we were to lose the Senate and if Donald Trump was to not win re-election, I don't see how anything's going to change in 2022 or 2024 with everything the Democrats have already shared that they want to do to pack the courts in the filibuster, add new states, add new delegates. Uh, it's like conservatives will be up Crab's Creek. Well, you you have a fundamental, you have a battle for the soul, heart and soul of America, and you hear that on the left as well. But they have a completely different vision of what America mm -hmm. is, and and they their vision operates under fear. Almost everything that they have um, uh, put forth has been justified because of fear of pandemic yeah. or other types of fear. I've never seen this country so fearful yeah. in, in, my, in my life. And I, I, I want to offer a couple of things into that, if I could. If, if the definition of freedom was, was designed by science and gifted by science, if science yeah. defined freedom, and if our sole purpose of government was safety, I'd be in a padded room and I'd be drinking this green sludge that my daughter purees from the vegetables outside <laughs> that I hate because that's the most healthy for me. Right. I'm sorry. Science doesn't define freedom. Science doesn't tell us what we ought to do. It tells us what is. What mm. ought to do is a moral choice. Yes. And America has been misled to believe that what we must do is not protect the vulnerable mm. and allow people to pursue their hopes and dreams, but is to quarantine the healthy away from their hopes and dreams. That's yeah. the first step to tyranny. If your hope and your fear is vested in me in government, I own your life. And that's what they're doing. They're destroying freedom. They're destroying the great spirit of America, and they're doing it for power and authority. What science tells us when Joe Biden is running for president three months ago that we need a national mask mandate when he becomes president in January 20th if he does? No science supports that. There's nothing that supports that except it's a manipulation of fear. And we have to be more bold and courageous like many people have been throughout our nation's history and say enough is enough. Uh, let me give you another example. You're, you're getting into something that I'm very passionate about and I'm, I'm sorry. I, I love it, Phil. I absolutely love it. Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, yeah. when we were fighting her in court, she sent out a news release that say her decisions have saved hundreds of thousands of Michiganders lives. And I thought, what arrogance. She wow. believes she needs to threaten her neighbors with jail in order to get them to respect others and act appropriately with their freedom? Wow. No, she doesn't. If we just ask Americans, be respectful, keep your distance, be aware. Other nations have done it. Some states have done it. And you know what? They don't have the problems that we're right. having in America. Folks, this is not about COVID. This is about power and authority, and we're giving them too much right now.
And it is a tornado uh, whirlwind trifecta of COVID, of election fraud, of trying to unseat the will of the American people. I firmly believe that America is the last stopgap from the globalists literally taking over and Donald Trump is in the way. And, you know, I think that Obama pushed us as close as he possibly could. Hillary Clinton was going to take us the rest of the way. We would have become the USSA, United Socialist States of America. We would be arm in arm with all these other world powers that uh, that are against nationalism, uh, that say we need to make, take care of everybody globally and this rich country of the United States, well, we need to start re- redistributing that wealth to all these. I mean, it's it's it is literally the end of America as we know it. If if justice is not done, what is you? What what is your in your final thoughts here? What can Americans do um, other than pray? Obviously, I, I believe you're a man of faith. We we've got to pray. We've got to believe. We've got to guard our hearts. But what can we do uh, to have some kind of positive impact, especially during these? Uh, this holiday season we're in. Well, I would encourage you to do this. And and you you spoke it. It's get this relationship right with God. And then it's yeah. obedience. And and what I see with a lot of our leaders is they wrestle ghosts. They're constantly mm-hmm. wrestling the ghosts of the world. If if I say this, how might somebody perceive it? Or can I get to this position? Or maybe I won't get mm-hmm. elected, rather than doing what's right. Yeah. With what they know at the time they need to do it. It is really that simple. And yeah. I know you, David. I know I know you've gotten before the Lord. And at yeah. times he said, David, go. And you go, wait, 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 wait. No, David, go. It yeah. becomes very clear what the right thing is to do. And we need more people who are willing to do the right thing. And, I, you know, you will suffer. But by the way, do you know what suffering means in the mm. Hebrew? to lift to a higher purpose. Hmm. Everything in your life you're worth, is worth suffering for, right? Everything of value is worth lifting to our, giving of yourself for a cause greater. And by yes. the way, that describes the passion of Christ. Yes. Passion from the word pate in Latin means to suffer. Hmm. What our Lord did to lift us up, we must do to lift each other up. So love it. Clear out the ghosts get before God and answer the call. I love it, Phil. I love it. Absolutely. I think that's what all of us need to do. We've got to focus on our own relationship, uh, our own relationship vertically and then, uh, and then horizontally. And, uh, and we've got to just hope, pray and believe, you know, that justice will be done, but regardless, we're still responsible for our own self, our own families to be the best we can be and be and the, and the only way I've found to be the best version of myself is to get, like I did this morning, is to get one-on-one with my creator. I call him Papa, my heavenly father, to get one-on-one with him and my big brother, Jesus, Yeshua. Get get in their presence and just ask them to show me exactly what they're wanting me to do, to use me, to be able to be a mouth, to be a voice, uh, to be in alignment with bringing heaven to earth as Jesus prayed. Uh, that's what you know we're all supposed to be responsible for. That's what we can do. That's what we do have control over. So, Phil, God bless you, my brother. Final words to my audience today. How are you? How are you feeling? How is your? If you want to share, how is your heart feeling? Your gut feeling about this election falling in the uh, in the direction of President Donald Trump? Well, my heart finds rest in only one place, and the victory is won. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am confident that the victory is won. I love it. Phil Klein, thank you so much, my brother. I truly appreciate you spending the time uh, away from everything that you're doing in D.C. to try to bring resolution and bring truth and expose what's what's been going on. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on my show today. I really, truly appreciate you. You bet. Thank you, dude. All right. God bless you. We'll talk to you again soon. Friends, there you have it from uh, from Phil Klein, a man that is behind the scenes, that knows exactly what's going on, given a very well-rounded view of what is taking place uh, gives us a lot, a, a lot of reasons to hope uh, and a lot of uh, reasons to have faith and, and reignite with your faith, personally reignite with your own faith right now. That's the one thing that you can do to bring peace, to rest, uh, to, to rest in, uh, uh, in that place where, it doesn't, where you're not concerned about what is going to happen um, it, over the next uh, few weeks and, and, and month and a half. And choose, I would say, to make sure that you are guarding your heart during this holiday season We've got Thanksgiving uh, tomorrow. We've got Christmas next month. And uh, we all need to try to be the best version of ourselves that we can for our family and for our friends. Don't let the enemy steal and rob from you this holiday season. And definitely don't let any politician that wants to push you in, in, into these orders of not, uh, you know, not celebrating, don't listen to them. They're unconstitutional. Enjoy yourself. Live your life. Live like a true free American thankful for everything that we've got. God bless you. Please go to MyPillow.com, spend some money over there at MyPillow.com and use Mike Lindell's code TRUMP2020 when you do it. God bless. We'll talk to you all next time after Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. My name is David J. Harris Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris Jr. Show.